Charm School. Consider this wisdom from Oscar Wilde. It is absurd to divide people into good and bad. People are either charming or tedious. Which are you, charming or tedious? As you ponder the answer, keep in mind Wilde said it's one or the other. There is no in-between. If you can benefit from a lesson or so from Charm School, Professor Henri Frederick Amel taught, Charm is the quality in others that makes us more satisfied with ourselves. Are folks more satisfied with themselves when they have an opportunity to spend time with you? If so, you may be charming. Another charm guru, Albert Camus, instructed, Charm is a way of getting the answer yes without having asked any clear question. Do people try to please you without your doing anything specific to prompt their behavior? If so, you may be charming. Henry Van Dyke pointed out, there is no personal charm so great as the charm of a cheerful temperament. Are you usually cheerful and positive about people in life? If so, you may be charming. Marissa Crow, author of The Friend Factory and The Yes Bank, also stepped up to the charm school podium. You treat people the way you want to be treated. Are you nice to people when you want something? Sure you are. You're also nice when you don't want anything. You're nice every chance you get. You're also friendly. You speak to people you know and are interested in them. You talk with people and care about how they feel. Here's your special secret. You take your good manners along everywhere you go. Are you nice? Are you friendly? Do you take your good manners along everywhere you go? If so, you may be charming. And if not, you are, as Wilde observed, merely tedious. On civilization. If you're like most everyone else, you don't think much about civilization. You may know that Arnold Toynbee said, Civilization is a movement and not a condition, a voyage and not a harbor. Understanding civilization and society is equivalent concepts. Society is a made up formula of what we are supposed to be, kept alive by those who believe in it. According to Christina Gerogianis, it may not be quite as malignant as B.F. Skinner suggested. Society attacks early, when the individual is helpless, or as distable as Edgar Saltus suggested. The progress of civilization corresponds with the sprock of general nausea. Nonetheless, H.G. Wells had a point. Human history becomes more and more a race between education and catastrophe. Alan J. Lerner wrote, They civilize what's pretty, by petting up a city, 
where nothing that's pretty can grow. They civilize left, they civilize right, till nothing is left, till nothing is right. And Alfred Tennyson wrote, I stood on a tower in the wet, and new year and old year met, and winds were roaring and blowing. And I said, old years, that meet in tears, have ye aught that is worth the knowing? Science enough and exploring, wanderers coming and going, matter enough for deploring, but aught that is worth the knowing. Let one more observation suffice for today. Evolution made civilization steward of this planet. A hundred thousand years later, the steward stood before evolution not helper but destroyer, not healer but parasite. So evolution withdrew its gift, passed civilization by, rescued the planet from intelligence and handed it to love. Richard Bach Your complaint account. Samuel Johnson advised, when any fit of gloominess, or perversion of mind, lays hold upon you, make it a rule not to publish it by complaints. It may not be necessary to take the concept as far as William Osler suggested, learn to accept in silence the minor aggravations, 
cultivate the gift of taciturnity, and consume your own smoke with an extra draft of hard work, so that those about you may not be annoyed with the dust instead of your complaints. Even so, Robert Hugh Benson went a tad too far in the other direction. I think that the insane desire one has sometimes to bang and kick grumblers and peevish persons is a divine instinct. The truth is W.S. Gilbert had a good point. Oh, wouldn't the world seem dull and flat with nothing whatever to grumble at? Jane Wagner too had a valid point when she said, I personally believe we developed language because of our deep inner need to complain. Complaining now and then is good for the spirit, if you don't overdo it. The challenge is knowing exactly how much to complain. You don't want to get carried away with consuming your own smoke with too many extra drafts of hard work or succumb to an insane desire to bang and kick grumblers. To avoid these extremes, follow this simple rule. When someone complains about you and is justified in their complaint, you accumulate one, one, complaint credit. You may then only complain when you have valid complaint credits in your account. One complaint, one complaint credit. Naturally, the more perfect you are, the smaller your account and the less you can afford to complain.